This is an ABC podcast. If you own a cat, do you know where that cat is right now? Is it hunting birds or just asleep on a soft surface? In New South Wales, the RSPCA is running a program to help cat owners think differently about their cats. And their research has found that the best way to keep the cats healthy and our wildlife safe is to keep the cats fully contained to the home environment. Producer Regina Botros headed to Yaguna in southwest Sydney to meet the head vet rolling this program out. That's Coco. We've only had her around seven months, though she's probably more like three years old. She's free to roam, but sometimes I wonder what she gets up to at night when I hear some cat fights. So when I heard the RSPCA is running a program helping cat owners to keep their cats indoors, I thought this might be a good thing. So I'm at the RSPCA and I'm heading inside to meet the woman behind this program. Because this is all a new facility. Yes, so in here is more space for kittens. Luckily, kittens get adopted really well. I am Dr Gemma Ma. I'm the project manager on keeping cats safe at home. Uh, and I've been an RSPCA vet for the last 11 years. So this initiative really caught my eye because we have just taken on a new cat. And sometimes I hear her in a fight at night outside. So what is keeping cats safe at home? Yeah, so Keeping Cats Safe at Home, it's our social marketing project trying to encourage cat owners to think about their cat's safety, think about the risks of roaming. There's this misconception that cats will only hunt wildlife overnight, uh, but actually if you keep them in at night, they'll just shift their hunting behaviour and hunt other creatures during the day. So during the day, they'll be bringing down birds and reptiles. Often cats will specialise in a certain species, so some cats will get really good at catching lizards, whereas other cats will get really good at catching birds. Uh, it's really important behaviour for cats to hunt, so if you don't give them that sort of outlet, they'll find things to kill. So you need to meet that behavioural need for them to punch and to stalk and pounce and uh, bite things, uh, but we can do that through play. Um, so predatory play is really important, uh, but we can do that with toys, uh, just some interactive play with us each day can meet that need quite well without them having to kill anything. So this program is about protecting our wildlife and it's about the well-being of our cats. The streets are a really dangerous place for cats. Um, so there was some recent research that showed that two in three Australian cat owners have lost a cat to a roaming-related incident. Most of those are being hit by a car. Cats will get lost, cats will get attacked by other cats and dogs, contract infectious diseases. And just in our adoptions area here, we can see lots of examples of where that's happened. So cats with cat fight abscesses, cats with feline immunodeficiency virus, cats with cat flu, cats that have been hit by cars, like we see it every day. This program has been running for around two years now. The first year involved research with a study that showed cats kill around 115 native mammals, bird life and reptiles each year per cat. But it also found that over 50% of people already keep their cats contained to some extent. Now they're taking these findings into the community across the state. We're working with a diverse bunch of councils. So from all across New South Wales, we've got very urban councils like Parramatta and Campbelltown. We've got very regional remote councils like Walgett and Wedden um, and some on the coast and some all sorts of different councils with different challenges. 
So what are some of the differing challenges with them? The risks definitely vary depending on where you live. So in the city, definitely being hit by a car is the big one. If you're living on the coast, even in Sydney, uh, tick paralysis is a big danger. Uh, and then out in rural areas being bitten by snakes. And there's more wildlife that we need to protect out there. Recently, Weddon, about five hours west of Sydney, celebrated desexing of their hundredth cat within four months. They're in a transitional zone between the eastern woodland and forests and the plains and rangelands to the west. So survival of their biodiversity is very important for their wildlife. And this project is helping their woodland birds, like the threatened bushstone curlew, which nests on the ground. Well, let's meet some cat owners. Someone who keeps her cat completely indoors is Fiona Hall. She lives in a one-bedroom apartment in Sydney's yeah. inner west. Honestly, what am I doing talking to my cat? Hello, my name's Fiona and I've got a cat called Archie. He, I've had him since he was a kitten. He's a cream Burmese with yellow eyes. I met him when he was five weeks old when he bit me. I should have known then. <laughs> uh, he's now nearly two and he's a complete little terrorist. He likes to chew things, like my wheelchair is chewed. The chair obviously completely chewed. And during the night you hear crashing and noises. It's usually because he's chasing a moth. I used to have a sheepskin rug, which is no longer there because he chewed it completely until it was a skin with a few tufts. You're in a one-bedroom apartment on the second floor. Well, yeah. So how's it been for these two years with a kitten who needs so much attention, right? It was almost constant, playing with strings, throwing things. I spent probably a good three or four hours a day playing with him. And, oh, he's after your water. Oh. He's drinking your water. And it's the first time I've had a boy cat. Oh, he's got your keys now. You can't leave anything lying around. He'll play with it. He can open cupboard doors. I take him out on his harness down to the garden. Entertaining. Oh, he's now going for the water again. Oh! Oh, stop. <laughs> oh thank God it's not red wine or something. He's in the bag again. <laughs> you just think he, he always looks as if he's looking for trouble. He's, he's prowling around now. He's very caramel. He's very pretty. Caramel coloured, but he does walk like yeah. a lion, a big cat. He is. He's, he's got that real big cat sort of mischief can I get up to next. <laughs> so this is the dog-free park. It's an imagination park, so it's got pretty gardens and... Trisha Stiles lives in a terrace house and takes her cat, Jewel, to the park across the road from her house. It's really great. I didn't realise how important it was to have a safe park for cats. She's a grey, tortoiseshell, moggy, long-haired cat. She's got quite lovely green eyes. I keep Jewel indoors a lot and always inside at night. Sometimes it's a challenge uh, to get her in at night because she really resists. So we have to do certain tricks sometimes to get her in, calling out for dinner, putting food out near the door so then the cat comes there, or just sort of going out and pretending to have a little pat and a cuddle and then grabbing her and running her inside. <laughs> Was she 
an inside cat when you got her? Yeah, the first three months we kept her inside the entire time. Then after the three months of completely being inside, we did let her wander out into the garden and that sort of thing. When she was younger, she would actually go and eat skinks. And I felt really terrible about it. I actually started having nightmares that she had completely killed every skink in Erskineville and there was none left and when I'd go out into the back courtyard there wouldn't be that beautiful rustling sound of the skinks running when you come out there and uh, I started keeping her in a lot more especially when there were skinks around during the day because that's when she was doing that. As she got older though she, uh, I don't know, she's quite an old cat now and no skinks, no nothing. In fact she's um, hassled by birds constantly uh, she, they dive bomb her and um, she does this really ineffectual thing where she goes <laughs> like that um, and the birds just keep dive bombing her. So shall we go and meet her? Here we go. Uh, this is the next door seat that she's on. Oh, and there she is. You see, she sleeps there nearly all day. Hi, Jewel. She's quite calm. Gorgeous. Hello. Hello. So the cats are toying with moths, tearing up sheepskin rugs and killing the skinks in urban areas. But what can we do to keep them happy? Gemma Ma at the RSPCA. There are lots of ways that you can do it. Uh, I think the easiest and most achievable way for a lot of people is to keep them fully inside the house. But we know that lots of cats will benefit from having some outdoor access and there are ways that we can do that safely. So one way is to build an enclosure like a catio, uh, whether it's netting off a balcony or a veranda or even just taking your cat out for a little supervised play every now and then rather than letting them free roam. Um, I think something that a lot of cat owners don't think about is vertical space. So cats really like to get up high. It's actually really important for them to be able to do that. They feel safe, it gives them exercise, they can see their surroundings. I hadn't thought about keeping them not necessarily just indoors, but what other tricks can you do outside to kind of create that barrier where, where they stay in the yard? So you can get rollers, so it's like a metal roller that spins so they can't get a grip on the top and jump over. That's a simple way. Um, you can also put netting that goes up higher than the fence to stop them being able to jump off as well. There are lots of different ways that you can do it. That's really good news. There's a desexing feeder in there, it's always very busy. Um, we desexing about 20 cats and dogs a day, 20 or more. What other interesting findings come from that? study of so many people with their cats. Yeah, so we asked people about whether the people are feeding stray cats, for example. We found that stray cats are a big issue in a lot of areas. So that's something we're working on with this project as well, trying to make sure that stray cats find homes and that um, desexing is accessible for people. Well, desexing is, is one of those things that, I don't know how quickly the colony can grow if it's on the street, if they're not desexed. Very quickly, a female cat will have on average five kittens in a season. They can have two litters in a season as well, and they can start breeding from four months of age. So a pair of cats can turn into many thousands of cats very quickly. Oh, well. Hello. Hello Jane Simmons has taken the stray cat problem into her own hands. A lot of them were born onto the street, and so they've never known human contact. So. This one's Millie and she's the female. She's probably the, the wariest of them all. 
That one is her son. This one is Roger, who was the king of the strays, and he seemed to be the father of most of the kittens. So Roger, I think, is a ragdoll, and none of them were dissexed when I found them. There was a little colony that lived out the back of the laneway. Come on. There were at least 10 plus that I could see at any one day. I realised about halfway through the year that feeding them wasn't enough when I saw what, you know, one of the females on heat. Just, it made me realise I can't wait for someone else to fix the problem. I'm going to have to be part of the solution, which is more than just trying to show them kindness. I've actually got to try to fix it. So it was really important to me to try to find a charity group who, who might be more of a, a trap, neuter, release group. And if I knew that the wildlife were in a position where they weren't really threatened by the cats, at least making sure that the cats could survive as long as they were dissexed. So I had to trap them. That became a challenge. So they supplied me with a possum trap and just got them one by one. And so initially for me, it was all going to be about TNR. It was all going to be a trap near to release. That was it. And so after I got the first cat dissexed, I had to bring them back here to kind of look after them. Well, for the boys, say 24 hours, 48 hours. Yeah, females, you've got to keep them a bit longer. So I had one of the male older kittens. Maybe he was about six months and on day two he started to roll on the floor and sort of show me his stomach and I thought I don't know if I can put him back on the street if actually he could be domesticated is my next responsibility trying to see if I can get him fostered and potentially rehomed. And, and a friend of a friend agreed to do that. And in the interim, one of my neighbours also agreed to adopt him when the time came. And so I thought, I'm onto something here. I'm pretty sure with some of these cats, I can actually find them homes once I get them to sex. And in the end, there were nine of those cats we managed to find permanent homes for. And there were three cats I couldn't find homes for at all, partly because they were older and they were a little wilder. So with the three cats then that I couldn't find homes for, started to transition them off the street and into our yard in our apartment block. And I checked with the neighbours and nobody seemed to have a huge issue. I really did sell it to them though. They live in the yard now. They live in our open spaces with a few little sheltered spaces and I've had some neighbours who've you know tried to make little shelters for them to hide in and then I, I feed them twice a day and all the neighbours kind of see them as part of the unit block as well. It's yes. just remarkable what you've, what you've done, Jane. It's wonderful. The needs of cats are key in this program, headed up by Gemma Ma. We know that a cat that's kept safe at home will live on average 10 years longer than a cat who is allowed to roam. And it sounds like not just that they will live longer, but they're healthier. Yes, you can definitely avoid some big vet bills if you keep your cat safe at home. Uh, they can live long, happy lives at home if you're making sure you meet all their needs. It's better on the wallet 
better for the cat's well-being and better for the wildlife. Sounds like a win-win to me. Thanks to producer Regina Bottrus for that story. And check out the Life Matters website for a link to the RSPCA's information. It's called Keep Your Cat Safe at Home. A couple of quick texts. Cats are a danger to all native life. There's only one answer. No cats, says this text. That'll never happen, so goodbye to our native species. And another says, I have two cats that are indoor only and they're very happy little beasts. We play with them in the evenings to keep them entertained. The rest of the time they're asleep. They're also hairless, so avoiding sunburn is an added bonus. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.